0: Um, I don't know if you want to clap because of what I'm about to say. Uh, There's something that's going to happen in the service today that is not happening in any church in Chicagoland, maybe America, maybe the world. You're going to have a quiz on the sermon at the end of the service. Now, some of you may be getting anxious when you hear the word quiz. It's bringing you back to the day, and you're like, (laughs) don't worry. I don't have a grade book on you, it's fine. Okay, it's just for fun. However, I would pay attention if I were you. Uh, for those of you online, the quiz is for you too, so you are not off the hook. Okay, um, it's a quiz platform that I use at school that engages students very much, and uh, you will be able to play this. No, take this quiz after the service, or you can take it at home this afternoon as well. Uh, Last week was Proverbs chapter 1, this week is Proverbs chapter 3. Just three uh, little review items from last week. Uh, Who wrote the book of Proverbs, or most of the book of Proverbs? This would be King Solomon. And the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of wisdom is found in the fear of the Lord. And uh, what is the name of the woman calling out to the young man to follow her ways? This would be Lady Wisdom. And so now we uh, turn our attention to our scripture passage this morning. uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 22. Uh, Friends, hear God's word and may it be food for your soul today. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of days and years of life, and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man." Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will bring healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and, the f- and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting forth with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father the son in whom he delights. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, the one who gets understanding, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open, and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and adornment for your neck. God's word for us today. A little something else that I would uh, like to do in this message, and that's have a little memory verse project for you. Uh, one of the most famous passages, maybe in the Bible, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So uh, it is my goal by the end of the service, if you do not already have it memorized, that you will have it memorized by the end of the service. So uh, let's say these two verses twice together, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Please say with me, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path. Paths. Let's say it one more time together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths." Uh, This whole chapter, chapter 3 in Proverbs is saying wisdom is going to give you the best life. So in this message simply I want to look at the benefits of wisdom, some examples of wisdom, and then finally how to live in wisdom. So first off the benefits of wisdom. And uh, as we look at this uh, slide here, you'll see there are all the benefits of wisdom listed. And I'm just going to go right, th- right through them. So hang on, here we go. Uh, verse 2, long life and peace. Now, life is complicated. There are many reasons for situations that happen in our life. Uh, But one way in which we can live with a lack of peace is because of, of a lack of wisdom. So making wise choices in life will greatly increase the chances and the odds that you are going to live in peace. In fact, the student serve trip that I just took to Costa Rica, there was a boy on that trip uh, that I know struggles with anxiety, uh, even periods of depression. And he shared with our group something that struck him. It was a bit of wisdom for his life. He said, you know, as I served and as I gave my full attention on other people, I noticed I, I did not struggle with anxiety. And here was a, a point of wisdom that he, he not only understood, but lived out, and the benefit for him was greater peace. Uh, verse 4, favor and success. Success. Do you want to be successful? Friends, you've come to the right place, a sermon on Proverbs. Now, very often when we think about success in our culture, what is it? More money, greater success, right? Now, in the Old Testament, God's kingdom was a nation. And very often, the the rewards of the covenant were very physical for the people. You follow God's covenant, you live in peace in the land, your, your crops, your animals, your orchards, they are prosperous, very physical. But as we look at the Bible as a whole, and, and especially for us on the other side of the cross of Christ, there still is this promise of success, but the blessings of the covenant are not just physical, they are spiritual, abundant blessings that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what is success? I would say that we achieve wise success when we are faithful. When we are faithful to our relationship with God, this blesses us and we are successful spiritually. It's a a gift from God. When we are faithful in our relationships with one another, this leads us into a path of success. There was... uh, a number of years ago, shall I say, a pillar of the church that I attended. He was in his 90s and uh, he was near the end of his, of his earthly life. He also was a very successful businessman. And at the end of his life, what happened? Was he counting his money? No. Was his family gathered around him singing? His favorite hymns of the faith, yes, it was a beautiful picture of success. This this man who for years had walked with the Lord and was confident in his faith in Jesus Christ, surrounded by his family in which he was faithful in his relationships with them, and singing songs of faith together, what a beautiful picture Of success. So for success, we're called to be successful or to be faithful in our relationship with God, faithful in our relationships with others, but also faithful in whatever God has called us to do, faithful in our responsibilities. Do you know it is true that some people are called to manage millions of dollars, and in that responsibility, they are called to be faithful. Some are called to manage not millions, but minions. I mean, toddlers. And in that, they're called to be faithful. Do you know all of my students, I deeply want each one of them to be successful in life. And so I teach them how to be independent millionaires by the age of 24. Well, of course not! But I teach them other things about wisdom in life so that they can be faithful with the responsibilities that God has called them to. And we're called to all sorts of areas of life. And as we are wise, we are successful. Uh, verse 6, straight paths, straight paths. As you navigate life, God is calling you in wisdom. And this is a blessing To have a purposeful path guided by God's word. That is a straight path. Many people are absolutely confused about the path they should take in life. There are so many paths and none seems clear at all. The benefit of wisdom is a purposeful path guided by God's word. Benefit of wisdom is health. Is health Now, of course, this is generalizing. Uh, there are some very godly people that I have known that are walking a path of wisdom and their health is not good. Uh, but in general, if you make wise decisions in your life, actually that is a benefit to your health and will, will uh, give you a longer life. Let me just say one thing. A wise path for you is self-control. Self-control is wise. And if you have good self-control in your life, it will actually benefit you in health ways and, and, and uh, make your life longer. Lack of self-control can profoundly hurt one's health. Wisdom is living in self-control. It benefits your health. Uh, verse 10, our needs are provided for. Verse 16, honor. When you live a wise life, you live with integrity and people are drawn to that. They respect that and uh, they will honor you for that. Verse 17, peace again. Verses 23 and 26, the benefit of uh, walking securely, a straight path. And then uh, verse 18. I saved uh, this one for the last on the benefit point. Um, It is... It is right under the word life, twice, bigger and purple there, the tree of life, the tree of life. Now, the tree of life, those exact words in the Old Testament only occur in Genesis and the book of Proverbs. You could make a case that it is implied a lot in the Old Testament, but literally just Genesis and Proverbs. Now, for you and I that have the benefit of the entire Bible, we see that the tree of life only occurs in Genesis, Proverbs, and the book of Revelation. And so the tree of life is the symbol of of beautiful, perfect, flourishing life in the presence of God, perfectly in the presence of God. And so you see that the whole Bible is bracketed, Genesis to Revelation, it is bracketed with the tree of life. Now, in this in-between time that we live, God says, I want you to taste some of the tree of life. You will not perfectly taste it until the new heavens and the new earth. But in the meantime, the tree of life for you is the path wisdom, the path of wisdom. And I cannot uh, help but saying at this point that the Lord Jesus Christ died upon a cross. And what is another word the Bible uses for a cross? It is a tree. Jesus died upon a tree. And many people look at this and say, this is not a tree of life, this is a tree of death. But we see this beautiful grace where through the death of Jesus Christ, the death on a tree, he then provides for us the tree of life. So through Jesus Christ and trust in Jesus, we might enter into, by faith, this beautiful life that God has designed us to live in his presence, the tree of life. So we went over benefits. Uh, Now we're going to look at some examples of wisdom. Now, the whole book of Proverbs is filled with examples. I'm just going to highlight a few that are in Chapter 3, the examples of wisdom. Uh, So first, uh, don't follow your own wisdom, fear God. Don't follow your own wisdom. we're tempted to follow our own wisdom. Why? Because we like to control situations. And uh, when life gets a little uh, scary for us, instead of trusting in God, we want to trust in ourselves. Uh, The Bible says, don't do that, but fear God. Uh, Verse 9, honor God with our wealth. Honor God with our wealth. Why is this so important? Well, Well, money is helpful. I mean, more money kind of is good for us. You know, there's a lot we can do with money, and it just helps. I mean, a higher standard of living its, it's kind of nice. Money has some, some power to it. And while we should be thankful for the money that we have, for us humans, it can be very easy for us to trust in money. Now, How can we resist this temptation to trust in money? One very important way to just say, Lord, I'm going to trust in you more than money. Uh, An important way is simply to honor God with our wealth. Honor God with our wealth. As I was growing up, uh, I was thankful uh, as I look back that I lived in a home where I just could see my parents diligently honoring God with their wealth. So I personally just kind of grew up with this. So when I had my, my first job, my first paycheck, my parents didn't even say, you need to honor God with your wealth. They, they didn't. I, was, I just thought, oh my, how can I honor God with my paychecks? And so, this is an important point for us all to think, with, with our income, how can we honor God with our wealth? This is a wise path for us to walk in. Now, there are a number of verses that say things like this, do not withhold good from the deserving, do not withhold good from your neighbor, and don't hurt your neighbor, and, and don't falsely accuse someone. And I thought, Is this not obvious? Do we really need to state this? You know, don't withhold good from the dessert. Really? Or your neighbor? You know? However, as I thought about this, I did think that there are times where certain situations may come up that, boy, a little selfishness can creep in on us, and uh, we might not be as nice as we should be to our neighbor um, because of selfishness. And the Bible's just reminding us, you know, those you live near, it would be wise to be kind to them, to not hurt them, to bless them. After all, you're stuck next to them. I mean, I know you could move, but that's a, that's a whole other thing. It's a big issue, right? But be kind and, and bless those that you are with. This is a wise path. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> um, so where I live, uh, I live between two houses, and uh, on one side, just by the virtue of the way our houses are set up, I don't see them a lot. I mean, I see them, and we have friendly relations. Uh, but the house on the other side, you know, if they walk out their back door and I walk out my back door, boom, we see each other, Okay. Um, I used to have these massive hazelnut bushes that grew a little tall, they got a little big, so I cut them down so we can see each other even better. And, uh, you know, it's wonderful that when we see each other, we can smile and say hello, and we know that we desire to bless each other. You know, a number of years ago, they were gone on a, on a trip, and a snowstorm hit, and uh, my family was out shoveling and I said all right family let's shovel the neighbors okay they didn't ask for it but we want to bless them um, now my neighbor now has a roof rake and I don't have eaves on my house my Cape Cod house the roof just comes right down to the wall I need a roof rake and I don't want to buy a roof rake so I go I'm, I'm over at my neighbors a lot and he he said to me the other day it's fine anytime so the Bible says, wisdom, when the people you live near, bless them. Bless them. And this is a wise, wise thing to do. Um, the Bible also says this, don't be jealous of violent people. I'm not going to preach that one. I'm just going to read it. I think we got that, right? <laughs> don't be jealous of violent people. Uh, and then lastly, this is profoundly wise and people in the world they're attracted to this but they don't live this from my experience they're attracted to this quality but they don't always live it humility the book of proverbs verse 34 walk in humility that is wise deeply deeply wise our world very often has this mentality power and dominance lead to strength. And worldly wisdom, yes, that does make sense. But guess what? The Lord Jesus Christ, eternal, no beginning, no end, the eternal Son of God, did the greatest act of humility by becoming a man. By becoming a man, and dying, not conquering the power of Rome, but dying for us, the humility. Do you know what Jesus says to you and I when it comes to humility? In Matthew 11, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus speaks this wisdom into our lives. Jesus is humble and he calls us to live that humble life and we will be blessed if we do so. Examples of wisdom. And then finally, how do you live with wisdom? How do you live with wisdom? Here are all the ways that Proverbs 3 talks about living with wisdom. Uh, Verse 1, remember, and not only remember, but love God's teaching and commands. Remember them, love them, and this will lead you into a life of wisdom. Verses 14 and 15, wisdom is better than money and riches. Wisdom is better than then millions and millions of dollars, then a massive retirement account. Wisdom is what will lead you into the right path, the tree of life living that God has designed us to live. And verses 19 and 20 talk about wisdom in creation. By wisdom, God created. And this God who created by wisdom so loves his creation, that He has offered this path for us. What a gift that we can live in wisdom. Also, how do you live in wisdom? We reflect God's character. The Bible says here, steadfast love and faithfulness. We reflect God's character. Now, these words, steadfast love and faithfulness, are These are covenant terms. When God establishes relationship with his people, he reveals himself to his people as I am a God of steadfast love and faithfulness. And so now I I call you into relationship with me and I call you to reflect my character of steadfast love and faithfulness. And it is to be like a necklace this is something that is seen. Oh, oh, I see that necklace. So we see the steadfast love and faithfulness. And also, oddly, I can't believe this, the book of Proverbs is, is prophetic in terms of technology. It says it, write it on the iPad of your heart. Can you believe that? Well, it says tablet. Okay, tablet, iPad, same thing, right? Write it on the tablet of your heart. Thank you for smiling with me. I, I needed a little feedback on that one. Uh, Write it on the tablet of your heart. Now, what, now what does this mean, of course? Uh, not on the iPad of your heart. Simply, it means, write it on your heart. May it be etched in. May it be a part of who you are. Steadfast love and faithfulness is who I am deep within me. And then, people can see it as well, lived out in my life. Do you know, we, we live in a world where many people make excuses for not being faithful. They rationalize away faithfulness. Well, in this situation, it's not going to be best for me if, if I am faithful, so it's fine. We also live in a world in which people are redefining love according to their standard or according to what fits them. And God says, the wise life is, look to me. Look to me for what is faithful. Look to me for, for what is love. Love is anchored in an eternal God, not a changing winds of culture. And so, what do we read in the Bible? And this is love. Not that we first loved God, but that God first loved, loved us and gave His Son, gave, sacrificed His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. God is the very definition of love and now in wisdom He calls us to live out that steadfast love and faithfulness. And then we come to our memory verse, our memory verse. Let's pause here. Can you put the memory verse back up one more time? Let's just say it. Let's just say it once, okay? And then we're going to say it again, and then I'm going to test you on this, okay? So here we go. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. All right, so back to how do you live with wisdom. Lastly, trust God, and we are called to trust God with all our heart. Trust God with all of our heart, not just 50%. Well, today, it's Sunday. I'll trust God. We'll see what Monday brings. Um, In seventh grade Bible, uh, we're going over uh, Old Testament uh, kings, and uh, during this time, Israel was so tempted to both worship God and And worship idols and you know us moderns we look at this and we're like really you know really so I'm teaching this to seventh grade students and then I have a picture of a ceramic cow that I own Um, it's actually an antique my granddad purchases very old thing so it's a picture of a ceramic cow and then I told my students I'm just going to be honest with you when I go home I bow down and I worship this cow I say this with a straight face, thank you for laughing, this is good. (laughs) So I say this, and they look at me, and then pretty soon some of them begin to smile, like, come on, you're joking, right? And then I smile, and they go, oh, phew, he has not lost it. Now, I said that because it's obvious I don't do that. And I, I mean, I may be tempted by things, but it's not that. Alright, so we can often read in the Bible, you know, oh, well, of course we're not going to do that. However, do we have other things in our lives that we can be tempted in to trust in more than God? Now, it says here, uh, trust in the Lord and do not lean on your own understanding. I am just going to mention two things. First of all, trust in feelings. I'm not knocking our feelings. Feelings are wonderful. They were given to us by God. Feelings are a part of who we are. They're a big part of our life. They affect our life in a very profound level. Um, Do I need to say more? I'm not knocking feelings. However, however, if there is a conflict, you know, between ultimately trusting in God or trusting in our feelings, The wise path is even though we don't understand the whole situation, and even though we're a bit nervous about the future, when the conflict happens, we trust in God with all of our hearts. And often, there is a temptation to trust in our feelings more. Um, And then uh, one other way in which we cannot trust God with all of our heart, is simply by listening to the message of the world so much that it crowds out God's message to our lives. Um, It's easy to say, oh yes, I need to trust in God more, but then as the week goes on, we feed ourselves so much in the world's message that push come to shove, we can be tempted to trust in the world's message more than God's message. Those are just two cautions that us modern people need to keep in mind. Maybe it is not a cow, but our feelings and the world's message, we need to be aware of how those can challenge our trust in God. And God is saying, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And obviously, as I have been saying all through this message, we need to trust in our hearts humble Savior, Jesus Christ, who in humility and steadfast love and faithfulness gave his life for us. That is the ultimate wisdom that we have for our lives. Verse 6, acknowledge God. Acknowledge God. And let me just... uh, say here, and this is a review from last week, we acknowledge God when we walk in the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. And that is believing that God exists, that God is great and good, that God has created a moral order, and that God is watching. Now we end our message, so will be a little tense, with our memory verse. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, and I, th- I think that uh, my main goal of this message is to communicate truths to you from Proverbs 3, but maybe at the end of the day, it is to encourage you to do your own reading of the book of Proverbs, to do your own meditating on this chapter and other chapters so that this wisdom will, will linger with you more. Uh, so let's say uh, these verses together. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Do you know I learned this another way, you know that? Okay. We're going to say it one more time, then we're taking this off the screen, okay, and I won't confuse you this time. Okay. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. All right, take it off the screen, blank the screen. Here we go, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Oh, you're good. It's good. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we acknowledge that it is by your amazing, unfathomable wisdom that you have created the universe, that you have fashioned this earth, that you have breathed the image of God into each one of us. We are thankful. And we are thankful, O God, that you have shared a bit of this wisdom with us, Today, may we fully embrace the wise life that you have laid before us. May we trust in you with all our hearts. May we live this week in trust of the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave his life so that we may be made right with you. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.